Hi, everyone. I'm Greg Lowe from Down Under in Australia. Cosmos Down Under is a production from SQL Down Under. Cosmos DB is a trademark of Microsoft Corporation. Opinions and views expressed in the podcast are individual and don't necessarily reflect the opinions and views of SQL Down Under or of Microsoft Corporation. Introducing Show 7 with guest Rodrigo Souza. Our guest today is Rodrigo Souza, who's a Senior Program Manager in the Azure Cosmos DB team. So welcome, Rodrigo. Uh, thank you, Greg. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Awesome. And so maybe just quickly, I'll get you to just uh, tell people uh, a little bit about yourself and your role and uh, how you came to be in it. Oh, interesting. So I, I'm a Senior Program Manager with the Cosmos DB team. And I'm in charge of a couple of feature, features, and one of them is Snapslink, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we'll talk about today. Before this role, I was a, a data scientist in Microsoft AI org, and my role was to create and deliver end-to-end AI trainings for our technical sellers, for partners, and even for mm-hmm. customers. And before that, I was a CSA in Microsoft Brazil. I was actually a data and AI CSA. So CSA too is a cloud solutions architect? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. I'll be the acronym police. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, in the beginning, when I joined Microsoft, the name was DSC, Data Solution Architect. Hmm. But they, then they change it to CSA for data and AI. And that's what I was doing, work with really big customers in Brazil. Mm. Yeah. And before that, yeah. And before that, I had experience with many companies around the world. <laughs> Great. Always working with data. <laughs> so listen, with Azure Cosmos DB, we've had a sort of the Synapse link thing for a while. What's different about what's added in with this new capability uh, where we've got change data capture off the analytical store? Yeah, so what happens? Analytical store is this columnar representation of customers' transactional data in Cosmos DB. Hmm. So behind the scenes, we sync customers' data into analytical store in this columnar format. And the columnar format brings a huge compression automatic, right? It's native from the columnar format. And we are seeing up to 90% compression, nine Mm. zero. Up to, of course, the average will be close to 50, 60% of compression. And so, and, and the columnar format is great for sequential reads, for aggregations, and things like that. Yeah. With Synapse Link, we, we unlocked customers willing to do machine learning, big data analytics, BI, on top of their Cosmos DB data, at no RU's cost. RU's request units mm. are the most expensive resource you have in, you, in what you pay for in Cosmos DB. Yeah. So 
the sync between transaction and analytical store doesn't use RUs. And when you use Synapse to read from analytical store, you are not you are also not using RUs. Mm. Not to this, mention- is, this is a this is a big deal too, because if you rolled your own version, you would be consuming those things. Exactly. And so it, 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 another important cost reduction here that analytical store and Synapse Link brings for customers is this compression that I mentioned before. And not only the compression, the data volume is smaller, up to 90% smaller, and the price per gigabyte is 10% of the cost to be price per gigabyte. Mm. So it's, it's a smaller, it's optimized for reads, right? And and customers don't use are used to to have it or to read it, right? So that's a big deal, and we are seeing customers using Synapse Link, analytical store for their analytical workloads. Great, mm. but what happened? We have telemetry of everything, and also we have a very deep contact with our biggest customers, and we could. We were lucky. We were. We found that we, we detected that customers are also using Synapse Link and Analytical Store for data engineering, mm. data integration, data integration. So since it's cheaper to read, right, and it's faster to read a big range of queries, of course, we can compare with the point read performance. Right? Yeah. But if you're reading all of your data from yesterday, from the last month, these big rings of data, it's, it is much faster to do it using analytical software. Mm. So we, we, were, we, we could detect that customers were using this analytical tool for data integration as a source for their data lakes for their yeah. data warehouses, for their data marks, and so on, right? But what was the problem here? Customers had to control by themselves the, the watermark. What was mm -hmm. the last document ingested? Oh, my, my job crashed. Where, where did it stop, right? So it yeah. was super hard for customers to, to keep track of this data movement, this data integration they were doing by themselves using analytical store mm. as a source, right? Actually, a big one for me too is that because you had no way of getting deletes then, you had to have a different delete pattern with like a setting, you know, an is deleted or some sort of tombstone pattern or something because uh, they weren't passed through. Yes, mm. exactly. So... It, uh, by the way, that's a, a good point because I'm going to mention that in a, in a few minutes. Uh, so what happens? So since we detected this pattern, we, we, we tried to make something easier for customers. And that's when we created our change data capture from analytical store. Mm. Because we do have to create an analytical store and keep it up to date. We have to keep track of all transactions. Insert updates and deletes. Since we have 
all these transactions, all this sequence of transactions, why not expose this as a streaming of data? Mm. And that's what we created. Now, customers can create an Azure Data Factory or Azure Synapse Pipeline data flow yep. to, to listen to this streaming, to read this streaming of transactions from an analytical store. And after they have the data, they can use Data Factory or Synapse Pipeline capability to persist this data wherever they want how they need, the format they, they need, right? So that's a really big advantage for customers. And going back to the, your, your previous point, what about deletes? Yes, an identical store is a reflex from transactional store. So if you delete one document in transaction store, we're going to delete in an identical store. But you can delete only in a, an identical store. But now customers using data factory or synapse pipelines they can do the data manipulation they want so yeah as you off, often in our case we we want the the knowledge that a delete occurred flowing through but we don't actually want to do the delete and so because typically in an analytic thing you often are doing historical work and so if I see a delete come through, I still might want to have a pattern at my end that says it was there, but it's now deleted. Yes. So you can create multiple jobs. And let's say mm. you have uh, a flag, a property in your document saying that it is deleted or not. The, your job, you may have one job that you read, you notice this is delete equals true and do a physical delete, whatever is your target, maybe in your data warehouse. But you have another job running parallel that we will see, that will detect this is delete equals true, and we will append this transaction in your data lake, right? Mm -hmm. So now customers have the capability to do both, to remove the data from a target or append the transaction as a, Kind of a slow change in dimension, right? Let me say. Yeah. And this transformations part, this the, the capability to transform the data is also critical for this new CGC from analytical source feature. Why? Because since we, we announced Synapse Link, customers are being has been asking us, oh, I don't need these, these, and these properties. I don't need all properties in my documents, or mm -hmm. I don't need all documents. So documents when status equals to one, I don't need this document. Yeah. But we can implement a solution for all customers with these specific details. So an identical SOAR is a solution that will keep the data as a reflex of transaction store. But now customers can reduce the properties they have in their targets. They can filter out data they don't need. And by the way, they, they customers may have multiple jobs. One doing, one ingesting all of the data, the other one ingesting part of the data. And in, let's say you have a department in your company that needs the data flattened 
and with a little bit different data schema, the data model mm -hmm. is different, and they need normalization, let's say. You can use Data Factory, right, to, to implement this data transformation that you need in, in the target. Because right. in the thing is, you get to write the query yourself, right? So, so the the nice thing, at least about that, is that's right. You could grab whatever columns you want, or whatever field. Sorry, in in that case that you want, you could apply filters to to grab the things that you want, and so on. Yeah, it makes it much much more flexible. That's a great comment. First, first of all, when you are creating a let's say a data factory job. You're going to specify a causes to be accounts, the causes to be collection, and then you're going to have an option, transactional or analytical store. If you select analytical store, that's us, right? Mm -hmm. And it will open an option if you want change feed or not. If you check change feed, it will read from the feed. Mm -hmm. If not, it will read from analytical store itself. And... After you check, if you decide if you want to change feed or not, you have an option. First option is to ingest the, the whole container, all of the data. Yeah. Or you can specify a query, a SQL query, where you can filter out data you don't want, or you can remove the properties you don't want. You can do select star, mm -hmm. or select A, B, C, and Z, let's say. Yeah. But this is the, the this is the data ingestion part of your job. In in Azure Data Factory uh, design designer, right? The, in their studio, you can add multiple tasks, multiple transformations mm -hmm. to your job. So you may have one task that will get this input, this data source and do extra transformations like data flattening, right? You may have the, another task in your job that will submit the data to cognitive services and get insights from your data, and then you're going to persist the results somewhere else. Yeah. Right? So now, in, have... in terms of ident identifying the document, though, there is a... Was that a, it's a, an underscore RID or something? Is uh, there is there is a thing there that specifically identifies each document? So exactly, exactly. Mm. That's why that's why we can. That's why we are full fidelity. That's why we have the mm. needs and regular causes to be change feeds. That is similar to CDC, right? Yeah. Right now, isn't full fidelity. You don't have. Deletes and updates. Hmm. Well, Even I think, yeah, the, the RID is being able to uniquely identify a, a, a particular document or record or however we want to see it at this point, uh, yeah, is really important, particularly for updates. So, yeah. So. With, with this property, we can identify uniquely, uniquely identify the documents in the target and, if necessary, apply updates or deletes that's mm. how great questions great questions we, we still we still also have a timestamp filter though too right so there's an underscore ts yes we do we, we have that mm. and that's a great question because now what what's in roadmap 
for this feature. What's next? We are working on time travel capability. And it, it is based, based exactly on this timestamp you mentioned. Mm. So customers will be able to, to do time travel for their, their collections, for their data, yeah. and see how was my data a month ago or a week mm. ago, right? That's super important. Yeah, the one in the uh, the version tables in SQL Server of always always intrigued me a little bit, but I, I always thought in the SQL Server case, they one of the key things they missed is the ability to have like a temporal join. So, I mean, for example, if I have a table that has, I don't know, customer details and they're, they're versioned over time and I have transactional things and I look, and I, or even, Actually, it's probably more important where I've got multiple dimensional things. So I've got customers and I've got territories and I've got those sort of things. The trick often, though, is what I want to know is I want to know for each change that occurred at the customer, I want to know the associated change that occurred you know, in the associated tables and so on. And uh, that sort of thing at the moment is really, really messy to do uh, in, in that sort of thing. And, yeah, it, it's still... It's still a little bit of a, a tricky area in the, in the SQL Server land for doing that, but but it is very powerful being able to say, show me what the table looked like at a particular point in time. Yes, and another important capability in our change feed, our change data capture, is that you can specify if you want to start from the beginning, start from any given timestamp you want. If you want to start from now, right? And you also may have multiple jobs running in parallel. So you have a job that always starts from the beginning and you have another one that always starts from the end. Mm -hmm. and so it's really powerful for customers, this capability too. And now the beauty of the thing, at no use costs again, because cause to be regular change feed, it uses mm. our use. It will, yeah. it will charge customers for request units to read the doc, the original documents and do something else. And in this case here, no RUs are used again. So this is not only a powerful, flexible solution, but cost-effective for customers. Customers can really reduce costs with that. Hmm. So let's let's say you have a customer that is a snowflake shop. They need the data in snowflake. Bingo. Pure. You can't use you can turn on an analytical software or container and and then CDC the data into snowflake. Cross into snowflake, yeah. Into a delta lake or whatever. Hmm. Oh no, like the department ABC, they only use SQL DB, Azure SQL DB, yeah. Oracle, doesn't matter. All, all Azure Data Factory so and Azure Snaps Workflow syncs are supported. Mm. Right? Hi, this is Greg coming to you from another time and place. If you have a data-related project that needs to get off to a great start with the right architecture, or if you have an existing project that's off the rails, why not contact us? We help organizations of all sizes, from startups to tier one financials, and we can help you too. 
check us out at sqldownunder.com. Listen, one, one thing you mentioned, started to, you talked previously about connecting to the transactional store as opposed to the analytics store and so on, but it just also got me wondering what happens in terms of the transactions that we do have within Cosmos DB. And so if something is being changed as part of a transaction, do we see the intermediate values or, or is it only when the transaction is complete? In transactional store. Uh, yeah. No, I was saying if in the transactional store you're doing something transactional, what ends up happening at the uh, when you're reading from the change feed? From an analytical store. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, only committed transactions. Are yeah. So it is only committed. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's there is great. no is. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't, don't want to be dealing with that myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, no. Unwinding no. things. And, yeah. We, we honor 100% the, the consistency level of the customer connection, mm-hmm. of the customer operation. So if they are using uh, the most, the, the lighter option for consistency. Mm, yeah, like the eventually consistent eventual, option. Yeah. Eventual consistency. Mm. So they're going to write data into one container, and then a few minutes later into another container. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's eventual, and the data is written. Then we'll start to sync the data as soon as possible because we have this SLO, this service level objective to sync the data from transactional to analytical store in up to two minutes. Mm-hmm. But if it is a regular transaction, like a SQL transaction, we have, and they will the customer will only commit after two connect two containers have data written and it's confirmed. We will wait. We will honor the the consistency level the customer is using. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's good. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, because ad- otherwise it becomes very very difficult for the the consumer of the feed. Yeah, so you may have wrong results. And from our side, if there is a rollback, we have to roll back from many places, including analytical Mm. stores. It's too much, right? So to save resources, to improve performance. If uh, if we're running a query to retrieve the results out of the change feed as part of the process, uh, is there... Is the underscore TS thing or is there some other way like to actually know the order that things occurred in? Because, I mean, a query is just going to give me a bunch of things back. So The the results will be ordered by underline TS if you don't yep. use any, any other by. If you want to mm-hmm. use the order by, it will be returned in the order you want. Yep. Great. Or, but very important. The sequence of the transactions in the in the change data capture stream is ordered, is sorted by the TS property. Mm-hmm. That is the, the, the timestamp when it happened, right? Yeah. This is important because customers are able to reproduce in order the transactions that happen. And with that, they're going to have a consistency version of the original data. 
Mm. Listen, another thing that becomes important when you've got this alternate store, what's the what's the deal in terms of retention of data and or cleanup of that over time or how does that all work? From the change from the mm. CDC. Like how how long is it retained by default or is there something you need to do to clean all it up of, after a period of time? All of the data is retained until the TTL of an identical store. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. Transactional store has one TTL. An identical store has another TTL. So let's say customers reducing costs by keeping in transactional store data of the last month. Mm -hmm. But in an identical store, they are keeping data for five years. We honor this TTL in the CDC. So you, if you want a CDC since this beginning, it's okay. So how do you set the TTL for the analytics store? You can use PowerShell, CLI, mm -hmm. or, the, or the portal. Yep, and okay. It's per container, mm -hmm. right? Oh, so it's yeah. a container property is the TTL. Yeah, makes sense. It's a yep. container property. So you can say that this container, uh, in this container, I retain data for one year, in the other one forever, in the other one five years. And that's, again, is a very effective way to reduce costs, right? Hmm. You don't even need to run the delete operation. We will TTL out the data. Yeah. And we are seeing customers doing this kind of data tiering with an analytical mm -hmm. store because it's much cheaper. And so we are seeing many customers using transactional TTL smaller than analytical TTL. Yeah. Yeah, well, you would expect so. Yeah. Yes. And with that, it's kind of a data tiering. And, and with CDC... Because before CDC, customers would have to use Synapse runtimes to read this data, analytical store data. But now with CDC, you can persist the data wherever you want and use whatever you want to read the data. Hmm. Oh, wonderful. Listen, given, given you've got, often then in that case, like we've got, say, a TTL on the, the analytics store, which means it's got, I don't know, let's say it's got two years worth of data and you've only got six months worth in the transactional store. Uh, is there any easy way, I suppose you could just write a query, but I'm thinking, is there any easy way to recreate the transactional store from the analytics store back to a certain point in time? That's a great question. Yes, but analytical store is the columnar version of transactional store. Yeah. To do that, we sync the data on behalf of the customer, for the customer. How we do that, the document, the properties, imagine a JSON document, the properties in the root level, they become columns. And everything deeper than that, you'll be a JSON file, a JSON document within the document. Within it, yeah. Within the column, right? So the format is different. <clears throat> so yeah. can you, if you, if you can, it's of course it's it's possible, right? So, but you have to recreate the original document 
and persist it back wherever you want. The same yeah. connection, maybe in a new connection, the customer decides. And and now you can do you can do it using Synapse Spark reading from an analytical store or CDC, right? Mm. With this CDC, you can create a job to persist the data in another Cosmos DB collection. So yes, it's possible. Cosmos DB is one of the supported the uh, syncs targets of Data Factory and Synapse workflow, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, it's possible. That's a good question. Customers can rebuild transactional store starting from analytical store. We do have some limitations like the num maximum number of properties or the maximum number of nested levels. So maybe customers should test it. So, but maybe for really big documents, parts of the document may not be represented in an analytical store. Mm. By the way, we changed it. We changed our document for data modeling Cosmos DB to also mention this detail. If you're if you're willing to use an analytical store, maybe you can change a little bit your data model to avoid this limitations we have and by the way uh, these limitations some of them soft limits so customers can open a support case saying that oh i need more properties i need more nascent levels mm. we can do it through a support yeah, it's case. possible listen yes. one other thing i was wondering about is which of the models does this apply to so i'm presuming this is not just for the no sequel uh, good question today we have an analytical store for Gremlin API in preview mm -hmm. and for MongoDB GA. So these two are also supported. Oh, so that's actually GA. I thought the whole analytic the CDC for the analytic store, I thought the whole thing was in preview still at the moment, is it? Or... Yeah, no, CDC is in preview Yep, for all APIs, but mm -hmm. an analytical store itself, it's Oh, GA. yeah, of course. Yes, indeed. It, for Mongo and NoSQL and preview for Gremlin. Hmm. Yeah, I love this actually because this is uh, interesting in that, you know, again, it's something that if you were just using Mongo, uh, you don't have access to this sort of thing out of the box. It's, uh, so it actually gives you a much stronger version of Mongo in many ways than Mongo itself. Yeah, so it's good. Yeah, it's, it's Mongo with Analytical Store, with Synapse Link, and with a CDC from an analytical store. Mm. Yeah, it's really powerful. And, and you Mon mentioned you mentioned Mon before two a... minutes though. So is it yeah. two so from when the change occurs in the transactional store, it can be you're saying up to two minutes, is it that it it will yes. end up in the analytic store? Yeah. Yes. Usually it's less than that. Mm -hmm. but, uh, our SLO is two minutes. And we are you're doing a great job by mm. keeping that objective. So most of the customers are seeing less than two minutes. Yeah. Hey, that, that all sounds awesome. I'm keen to try it, actually, Rodrigo. The, uh, and so we're just coming up to time, but uh, what have you got coming up? Will people see you anywhere or involvement with Build or any of those things? Or Yes. So I was invited for Build to be for the meetups Mm -hmm. And I'll be in the data and AI and analytics meetup. 
I'll be there available to talk with customers, with developers, with anyone. Mm -hmm. We need to discuss about analytics, data in general. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so that's but it. Yeah. No, um, all good. So listen, thank you so very much uh, for being involved today, Rodrigo. No, thank you. Thank, thank you for the opportunity. And if you want to know more about Synapse Link and all these new capabilities, all these features, we have a short link for mm -hmm. that. We have that traditional AKAMS yep. slash snaps-link-cosmos-db-key-links. Wow. Okay, cool. The URL has everything you need to know about Synapse Link. So that's Synapse Link for Cosmos DB key links. That's the URL. Great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much.